but he decided to listen to every single thing that God would say. So he's like, Abraham was like, God, I'm listening right now, but I will keep listening to whatever you say. Welcome to Elevate Retake. This is Michael. Now, normally on Elevate Retake, you can expect to hear the biblical messages that I share as the pastor for Elevate, a community fellowship of Keene Church. But today, we've got something special cooking up for you. You know, we want you to experience faith as the continual everyday process of learning more about the Bible, yourself, and your God. And, you know, I believe this podcast will be just what you need to come to a closer relationship with God. Our first series is coming to a close, and wow, I hope you've had as much fun studying the life of Abraham as I have. Today, we finish with one of the most famous stories of the Bible and close the story of Abraham's life. Our guest today is Raul Alvarez. And let me tell you, if you haven't met this guy, you need to. He's a senior theology major at Southwestern Adventist University and this year's student association president. He's got a smile that's contagious and a passion for God that exudes out of his pores. On today's episode, he asks us the question, do you have a hard time listening to others? What a question. That may be one that you don't really want to admit the answer to, right? I encourage you right now to take a self-survey. How well do you listen to yourself, to others, to God? Well, Raul is going to take us to Genesis 22 and look at a story about a hearing test and a faithful servant. Let's join Raul in today's episode, Here I Am. I'm going to invite you, if you guys could open your Bibles in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 22, and we're going to read from verses 1 through 12. Let's do 1 through 12. It's going to be Genesis 22. Verses 1 through 12. And if you have it, can you say amen wherever you are? And if you don't have it, can you please say mercy? So I know that I shall wait. So it's going to be on uh, Genesis 22, verses 1 through 12. It goes like this. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey, the lad, and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood for the bur- of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham and said, and said to him, my father, and he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. 
And, the, and he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay, his hand, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. That was the word of God. Friends, if I tell you the truth, I hate taking tests. I don't like taking tests. But I got to acknowledge and I know, I realized that if I did not have to take a test, I would never know what the book or the textbook is about. Many of us have been complaining because of this corona test that we're taking right now. And it is a nightmare because I don't like taking tests like I told you. But uh, we have to realize that if we did not have this coronavirus, we, will, we wouldn't be deep, going uh, deep, deeper into the Word of God. Guys, when you take a test, that means that when a professor gives you a test, that means that you are ready or the professor thinks that you are ready to go to the next level. I wish I had somebody right there for Abraham didn't uh, want to take a test. And sometimes you take a test, and here's the beautiful thing. Sometimes you study all night for a test, and I know many of the Swahili students that are watching right now know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you study all night to take a test, and do I have a witness that we still failed the test? Sometimes you spend a lot of hours on something, and you still don't pass the test. But the beautiful thing is that if God is my professor, sometimes even though we failed the test, we still pass the class. We still pass the class. For Abraham didn't know what the test was going to be about, but he still passed the class. If you look at Abraham's history and you look to all the things that he went through, you can assume that Abraham would be like a C minus student or he would be like a B minus student per se. Abraham, if you look at the Bible, he failed a couple tests. You're still not with me, so let me remind you that when Abraham went to, uh, through the kingdom and then he was afraid that Abimelech, the king, was going to uh, kill him, he said that Sarah was not his wife, was his sister. He failed the test. Uh, if, if you look back to Abraham, you can remember that Abraham wanted to have a son. But he couldn't wait for God's miracle, so he had a son with another woman. He still failed the test. But Abraham, by the grace of God, passed the class. Oh, brothers and sisters, when my parents signed me up for this class, I never knew that I was going to go through a coronavirus test. I never knew that I was going to go through hard times in life, and those were going to be a test. But uh, by the grace of God, all I know that if I'm, if I'm going through a test, if I pass this test, my next level will be heaven. Uh, Abraham didn't know what's gonna happen, what was going to happen to him or what was happening in his life. But God called him, and the Bible says, we read the Bible, and he said, the Bible says that God told him, Abraham, I'm going to test you. you guys, I'm pretty sure you guys are still with me over there. He says, I'm going to test you. And here's the beautiful thing. Abraham tells God, here I am. Now, when you read this, here I am, he's not only saying, like, here I am, God, or aquí estoy, as we say in Spanish, or I'm here, God, you can use me. He's trying to say, God, I'm here, but I'm listening. 
I'm not only listening, but I'm willing to do whatever you told me, whatever you tell me to do. So I'm here, I'm listening, and I'll, I'll obey. So God, he, God, God called him, and he, tell, he tells God, here I am. And you can read with me, if you can open your Bibles one more time in, uh, in the chapter 22, verse 2, when he says, Then he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burned offering. Now, the Bible says that he said, take uh, your son Isaac, your only son. But if you read the Bible, you can see that Isaac was not the only son that Abraham had, for Abraham had another son. As a matter of fact, I, I, Isaac was the second son. Ishmael was the first son. I don't know why God tells him, uh, take your only son, the son whom you love. Why would God say something like that if Abraham had another son? But God tells him, take your son Isaac, the one you love, and give it to me as a sacrifice. What God was trying to do was a distinction between something that was given, something that was given by God and something that Abraham made himself. For Abraham made a son. That was something that he wanted, but that was not necessarily the son that God wanted him to have. Are you guys still with me so far? He tells God, uh, he tells, Abraham tells God, I want a son, but he couldn't wait for God's miracle. So he made his son. Now here it is, Abraham, telling God, God telling Abraham, I want you to sacrifice what you gave me, not what you made. It sounds like tithe and offering. And I don't want to go in there because that's another topic. But uh, God is telling us, give me what I gave you. Don't give me what you make. And then he is like, that's why, and, and reading, reading to this, I see that that's why there are so many people out there in the work field messing up. And there are so, so many people out there, professionals, messing up because they could not wait for God's calling. They just made up a calling. And so, as a result, they're not happy. They don't love their job. They don't love what they're doing. They're just doing whatever because they could not wait for God's calling, so they made up, they made up a calling. That's why there are so many unhappy marriages out there because they decided to marry somebody. They could not wait for God, for a godly people, for a godly person that, would, that God was going to give them. They just married somebody. That's why there are so many unhealthy and unhappy relationships because some people could not wait for the person that God wanted to give them. They just found somebody and they were like, let me just date this person. And you're still not with me, so I'm going to illustrate it for you real quick. Uh, me and my sister, sometimes we like go shopping and we like going to a mall. You know how girls are. They love going to a mall and spending money. That's a fact, right? But me and my, and my sister, we were, we were happy and we we're like, let's go to a mall. And I was like, yes, ladies, but uh, what do you want to buy? What do you want to go for? And she's like, I don't know, but here's the thing, Raulito. When I see what I like, I know that that is what I'm looking for. I'm like, okay, that sounds like a plan. We went to the mall, and then we started walking down the aisle. We started seeing everything that they had over there. And every time she would see something she likes, she would grab it and put it in the cart. I was like, Dad, is that what you like? And she would be like, yes, that's what I like. I was like, okay, let's keep looking. She would keep looking. She would keep walking. And if she, see, if she saw something she liked, she would grab it and put it in the cart. At the end, we went to a fitting room. She tried everything on, and she's like, Raulito, this is what I like. I'm going to go back home, and I'm happy because I picked what I like. 
I was like, okay, that sounds good. So we went back to our house, and when we went back to our house, she tried everything on one more time. I know girls do that. She tried everything on one more time, but she realized that what she bought was something that was beautiful, but it was not really something that she loved. Because she just picked something that she liked in the moment, but then she realized that the way it looked on her was not the way she expected. Come on now, I'm preaching to somebody right now. There are some people that look for relationships like they're going to the mall. They just go and grab something, but then they realize that that was not what they love. That's not what they were looking for. So when they see what they have in their hands, they see, I like what I see. I like what I have, and it's beautiful, but this is not what I love. This is not what I'm looking for. This is not what really makes me happy. So that's what God tells Abraham, give me the son that I gave you because what I gave you is what makes you happy. Now what you made. Ah, Abraham was like, okay, son, here I am. Okay, God, here I am. And I'm listening to whatever you want me to do. So here's, here's Abraham. And you can keep reading the Bible if you're still with me in Genesis 22, 5, when he says, And Abraham said to a young man, Stay here with the donkey, the lad, and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back. We will certainly come back. Now, Abraham tells the people that were going with him, Stay here. And we will come back. Stay here. And we will come back. Because not everybody is qualified to go up to the mountain with you. Your relationship with God needs to be personal. Sometimes there are some friends that cannot handle your happiness and your relationship with God. That's why you see some people on Instagram that follow you. And then once they see how happy you are, once they see how many things or how many blessings God has been given to you, they unfollow you because they can handle God's happiness. They can handle your happiness with God. That's why you see some people on Facebook that follow you. But then a couple months or a couple weeks later, they unfriend you because they can't handle the miracles that God has been doing with you or the things that God has been doing in your life. That's why Abraham tells him, you guys stay here, and I will go along. I will go up to the mountain by myself. Oh, he goes up there. But here's the beautiful thing. And when I read this, I couldn't understand what the word of God was saying because we, we, we know that Abraham knew that he was going to kill his son, his son, right? We knew that Abraham knew that he was going to kill his son. But he tells these people, stay here, and we will come back. How can he say, stay here, and we will come back? I was, when I first read it, I was like, I, I, I don't know what you're trying to say, Abraham, because you know that God told you that you were going to kill your son, the son you love. And now you tell these people, stay here, and we will come back. What are you trying to say? Are, are you going to kill your son? Were you the one that, said, that told the God, I'm listening, I'm here, or here I am? How can you tell them we will come back? Oh, brothers and sisters, what Abraham was trying to tell God, or what Abraham was trying to tell these people is that we will come back. What Abraham thought was going to happen is that he was going to sacrifice his son, he was going to kill his son, and God was able to resurrect Isaac right there. Right there. 
He's like, I know, God, you told, you told me to kill my son. You told me to sacrifice my son. But I know you're able to resurrect my son right there. So if I kill you, I'm, if I kill my son, I'm not afraid of whatever is going to happen in the future. I'm not afraid of whatever is going to happen after that because I know you got the power. I know you got everything that we need to resurrect my son right there. What a man of faith. What a man of faith. God, I don't know where this coronavirus is going to take me. I don't know what's going to happen with the word. But if I lose something because I'm taking a test, I know you have the power to heal me. I know you have the power to make me new. God, I don't know if you're telling me to sacrifice my relationship. God, I don't know if you're telling me to sacrifice my marriage. But if you're telling me to do that, I know you have the power to make it new one more time. I wish I had somebody, I wish I had the, this whole church full so you guys would understand what I'm trying to say. I know I get hyped sometimes because I get hyped about preaching the word of God. But that's Abraham right there. He tells them, we will come back. He thought that God was going to resurrect Isaac right there. Oh, man. Now, the Bible says that, Abraham, that God called Abraham one more time and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. But here's the beautiful thing, and this is why a lot of people miss in this story. Because God called Abraham at the beginning, right? You're still with me so far? He called him, and Abraham said, here I am. I'm listening, and I'm willing to obey to whatever you tell me to do. Now, God called Abraham one more time, and Abraham tells him the same thing. I'm listening. Doesn't that tell you something? Abraham was listening, was listening in the beginning, but he, keep, he kept listening until God spoke to him again. He listened in the beginning, and then he listened in the present. Because God changed his mind. We see now that God tells him to do something different. He was testing Abraham. So he told God, God told Abraham, sacrifice your son. And then when he was about to sacrifice his son, he tells him, don't do it. I don't want you to do that. But here's the beautiful thing. Abraham kept listening to God's voice. If he didn't listen to God's voice right there, he would have killed his son, right? But he decided to listen to every single thing that God would say. So he's like, Abraham was like, God, I'm listening right now, but I will keep listening to whatever you say. And this is the problem with some of our Seventh-day Adventist churches because some pastors or some people listen to the Word of God and listen to God one time, but they're not willing to keep listening to whatever God is trying to tell us right now. Ah, that's why there are so many people messing up out there because they listen to God. There are so many people killing their families because they listen to God one time, but they're not willing to listen to God right now. But Abraham was like, I'm not only going to listen to God in the fast, I'm also going to listen to God right now. Because the methods, God never changes. God is perfect and he never changes. But his methods sometimes do. They do change. And sometimes it's good for the church to change. We just got to listen to the word of God. We just got to listen to God. Abraham was like, I'm listening when you talk to me first, but I'm still listening because I know you're going to talk to me again. Uh, Abraham was a man of God. And the Bible, as you can see, the Bible finishes this story by saying that there was a ram 
that God had ready for them. They sacrificed, they sacrificed it. And look what Genesis 22:17 says. And if you can find, if you can go with me to Genesis 22:17, when it says, Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. God decided to bless Abraham because Abraham not only listened to God once, he kept listening to God's voice. Oh, my friends, I encourage you today to listen to God's voice. Not only listen to him in the past, but listen to him all the time. Uh, if I tell you my story, you know, this week I've been wrestling, and this past month I've been wrestling with something because uh, I'm a senior theology major, and uh, we don't know what's going to happen to me after that. We don't know what's going to happen to me after graduation. We went to all the interviews, and, and none of the conference got back to us, and I was afraid. But if I tell you, I have some pride because I, I thought I was going to be one of the first drafts. I was like, God has been blessing me so far, and I'm a, I'm a theology major, but I'm also a business major. Uh, but uh, I, I've been serving my university in every single way I can. I ran for essay president this year, not last year, to be the essay president this year. And uh, I'm trying to serve the Lord in every single way I can. I like working hard for the Lord, so I thought that God was going to call me real quick. But I had, a, I had an interview with a pastor, and he tells me, Raul, I'm going to offer you a job. And I was like, tell me what it is, pastor. And he's like, I'll give you a job. But uh, I asked him what the job is about. He's like, I'll give you a church here in Texas. And I was like, okay, how's that going to work? How, what's the membership? How many members does the church have? And he's like, it has many members that you cannot even imagine. I was like, why are you talking, pastor? Can you uh, make clear your point? He's like, yes, because there's no church yet, but you'll be building. You're going to build it. Uh, so I never saw myself doing that. As a matter of fact, I thought that I was going to be uh, a youth pastor per se. I thought I was going to be like an associate pastor maybe or a pastor of a church or a district. But I never imagined that God would call me to plant a church. But uh, I told God, and you got to be careful when you tell God, here I am, like Abraham told him, because you don't know what God is going to tell you. He's like, here I am. And I told God the same thing. God, here I am, so you can use me. And me and my sister had talked about working together for a year so we could pay our students' loans uh, and we can save some money. But we, we thought that that was not going to be possible because I'm a pastor and she's a nurse. Nurse can get a job anywhere, but pastors cannot get a job everywhere. So we were like, okay, what are we going to do? I, I don't think that's going to work. I was like, sister, I don't think that's going to work either. So uh, we'll see what God wants us to do. I go to an interview, and the pastor tells me, you know, I know that next week you're going through a lot of interviews. I would appreciate if you tell them that you already got something. So because I know they can offer you a job on the spot. You have a really good resume. You have really good things that we see right here. And they're going to offer you a job on the spot. And I was like, I have my pride. You know, my theology pride, my pastor pride. And I was like, well, if they're going to, be, if they're going to offer me a job on the spot, I'm not going to tell them that I got something because I don't know if that's what I really want. So I go to the interviews, and can I tell you, may I suggest to you that nobody offered me a job on the spot? 
May I tell you that everybody was like, that's fine. We like what we see, but you might not be what we're looking for. No, so it sounds like God wants me to do something else. So I, I, talked, I talked to my sister and I told her, ladies, nobody offered me a job. And she's like, Rowley, that's too sad because I already got a job. I was like, where do you have a job? And she tells me, it's in a city here in Texas, in Brownsville, and they, they just called me. I never called them. They contacted me, and they told me that they want me to serve, and they want me to work in their hospital. I was like, ladies, that's amazing. Go for it. And she's like, yeah, I'll go for it. I had the interview, and they already hired me. And I was like, let me call the pastor that contacted me. Because somebody offered me a job here in Texas as well. When I called the pastor, I was like, Pastor, can you remind me the city that you told me before? Can you remind me the city that you told me that you want me to, you want me, you want me to plant a church and to work and to build that church and to bring people to Jesus? And he's like, yeah, the city is Brownsville. I was like, oh, mercy. God is telling me to go somewhere. And that's why you got to be careful when you tell God, here I am. You don't tell God, here I am, until you're willing to listen and obey to his voice. Abraham was like, God, I'm listening. But I listened in the past, and I'm still listening to your voice. Because if anything changes, I'll be connected to you. If you want me to change everything I'm doing, I'll do it. Because I'm listening all the time. That's why the question today was, that: do you have a hard time listening to others? Do you struggle listening to God? Let me suggest to you that you have to get your life together and start listening to God right now. If you're a father of a family, I encourage you to listen to God's voice right now and don't kill your son. Don't kill your family. If, I, if you're a pastor of a church, I encourage you to keep listening to God's voice and don't kill your members because God told you to do something in the past. He's still talking to us right now today. He's still talking to his people. So as I invite the praise team to come up here, I just want to encourage you to listen to God's voice. Don't stop listening to his voice because he talked in the past. That's true. But he's still talking today. I know that this coronavirus and all the things that we're going through may have you scared or may, and you may be afraid of everything that is happening right now, but I encourage you to have faith in God because he healed people in the past of a terrible disease that we call leprosy. And if he did that, I'm pretty sure he can do the same thing right now with the coronavirus. I pray that you listened to God's voice, but not only listen to God's voice in the past because he talked in the Bible, he, sti- he still talks today. So my only encouragement, if you did not pay attention to a sermon, I just want you to pay attention to this part. The fact that you listened to God's voice in the past doesn't mean that you, have to, you don't have to listen to God's voice right now. I encourage you to keep listening like Abraham said. That way, as the Bible says at the end, Abraham received many blessings. And we can see that Abraham nowadays is called the father of faith. What a powerful story because we live in 2020 and we still talk about Abraham. God bless you guys.
Thank you so much for listening. You know, we have to be careful not to call our own selves to things. Now, God knows the plans that he has for us, not us. Remember, Abraham waited 25 years. That's like a fourth of our lives, a third of our lives for his promise. We need to trust that God has the power to do what he promised, even if our circumstances look the opposite of what it seems. You know, he could raise Isaac from the dead, Abraham thought. Abraham could easily have said, well, obviously God would not ask me to break one of the Ten Commandments and murder, so obviously that's not God talking to me. You know, God, why would you ask me to walk away from what I thought you were working out? But here's the thing. Abraham knew the voice of God. He knew the sound of it. He knew the love behind it. Doesn't matter what God was even saying at that point. It's just good enough that it was God saying it. So I guess the important thing is here to familiarize ourselves with God's voice. Uh, the question that I ask myself often when things get confusing is, what's more important? Uh, understanding exactly what's being said or just trusting it because God said it. Thanks so much for listening to Elevate Retake. Elevate Retake, it's recorded weekly at Keene Church. Our audio is captured by Blake Snyder and Isaac Chang. Our sound design and editing are done by Shane Miosi and Inspire Productions. Our executive producers are Michael Gibson and Jonathan Coker. Our team includes Evelyn Elanis, Candice McCormick, Isa Manu, Semu Sialoga, and Alethea Gelbin. Special thanks to Danae Sanji and 88.3 The Journey. Stay connected. You can find Elevate on Instagram and Facebook at This Is Elevate TX. Currently, our services are live streamed every Saturday morning at 10.15 a.m. on the Keen Church YouTube page. We'd love to have you join us. There is always room for one more.